nothing triggers a Reddit investor more than disrespecting Warren Buffett. What is it about Warren Buffett that just demands respect? That just demands that he's the greatest investor of all time? Like, it's almost insane. Like, if you want to make anyone think you're a serious investor, just make some random, vacuous Warren Buffett quotes. Oh, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful or buy low, sell high or buy a company's worth value. And oh, buy a strong company balance sheet, low P ratio. Like just say that you're a Warren Buffett type investor and instantly any investor gives you respects. But this is the Uneducated Investor Podcast. So let's get super uneducated with this one. Can we? Shall we? You see, I created this podcast because I'm not trying to pet my own ego, even though I am. I'm not trying to come out here and say I'm the greatest investor of all time. Matter of fact, I think that's one of the most sure ways to know that you're probably going to fail in investing. And anyone who's truly been paying attention to investing will tell you that it is a phenomenal idea to understand Warren Buffett's investing philosophy when it comes to investing, especially when you're starting out. However, if you're actually trying to outperform or just perform the same as the market, I'm sorry, but I got to say it. Warren Buffett is a trash investor for that. Following his philosophy, you're never going to beat the market. Matter of fact, you're probably not even going to obtain the market's returns. Now, this might be a shock to a lot of people, but if you look back in the last 10 years, I mean, it's clear Warren Buffett has not been making the returns and his whole concept can be derived around this value investing mantra, which if I could put in my own words, you buy a great company at an even better price. And typically this is assessed by what are their assets worth? Does their stock price, is that literally giving you a deal to buy their assets at that price? Like you're looking at a company as literally just their assets. And that makes sense. However, in a world where most companies' assets are their brand, most companies' assets are the intangible things, you can clearly see that so what is it called that synergy that relationship a breakdown so recently i ran into a youtube video that gave me the confidence to come out and say it his name is aswath domadarin i think i said it right he's a professor in new york business school and he came out with three videos that says basically says why value investing has underperformed and boy he was not holding his punches he was giving you the exact reasons. But I'm going to go over and give my own reasons, basically, on why it's underperformed. Specifically, my first one, and this is off the cuff, because uneducated investor Y right knows. Why was Warren Buffett always so against growth companies? It makes no sense, right? Like, if you think about his biggest just investing plays... They've been Apple and recently Amazon, but before he was only buying companies with low PE ratios. I'm sorry. 
But investing for to for a company that just because they have a low PE ratio or lower than their comparison companies, obviously that's not all he's doing, but that in alone doesn't necessarily even make any sense, especially when you start to think about growth companies, which is why people don't necessarily look at that for growth companies. Even looking at their four PE ratio, obviously you can, if you do some comparison analysis and compare them to other companies, then of course, you know, you can actually get some good analysis there. But can we step back and really think about what the P ratio is representing? And for all of us people who didn't study finance, essentially P ratio is your stock price over earnings. When you buy a stock, you're entitled to that company's earnings. That's what you're buying. You're buying ownership of the company. What does ownership really mean? You own the equity in the company. P ratio is trying to find out. It gives a ratio of is the stock price that I'm paying for this company is that a good deal for the amount of earnings I'm entitled to? Now, how do stock owners get earnings? Think about it. Dividends. When a company is paying you out dividends, they literally tad their revenues minus all their expenses. That gives them the earnings for the year, right? And then they pay out the dividends that go to the respective shareholders, depending on how much stocks they own of that company. Makes sense, a beautiful model, right? However, what happens when these companies aren't paying dividends? You see the PE ratio breaks down immediately because we have to rewire our brain into think about what earnings really means. And I know this is getting very financy, and that's not the intention of this podcast. We're just trying to talk the ish. But bear with me. Like, this, like, let's really think about what earnings really means. When you have your revenues, that's the most your gross amount you made, you're minusing your expenses. Now, what is your expenses? That's your salary that you're paying your employees. That's the cost to turn on the lights, the cost for your buildings, your inventory, your cost of goods, right? you got to buy goods to sell, so what's the cost for them, right? Those are the stuff you're minusing, but there's one very important thing that you're minusing off your expenses as well. Their cost to reinvest. You see, by paying out dividends, by paying out your earnings to the shareholders, you're not reinvesting money. And typically when you're paying out dividends, you're being taxed twice. As a business, you're being taxed on your equity. You gotta share your profit with the government, right? And also when the dividends goes to the shareholders, they don't get that full dividend unless it's in one of their tax advantaged accounts. They gotta pay some of that dividends to the government, which most of their dividends goes to these high net worth shareholders. So they technically would have to pay a lot of percentage to the government of their dividends. So when you're thinking about a PE ratio, it doesn't even really capture how much that the investor is getting. You know, if you're paying $10 for a stock and you expect to recruit that money over 10 years, what is that, like a 10 to 1 PE ratio? Maybe my math's a little off, but you get the picture, right? But realistically, when you're buying these companies with high P ratios, like 25 to 1, 27 to 1, these high P ratios that take like over 20 years to technically pay off through dividends, 
what you're not accounting there is that the stock price is incorporating what you're earning from the company reinvesting into itself. So when you're buying a company that reinvests in itself, hence every single tech company, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, Apple, that take all their money and just reinvest in themselves, it breaks down the whole P ratio. And just because your analysis that you're doing as a company, this value investing doesn't incorporate that, doesn't mean that's where all the value is. So I think it's insane for any hedge fund manager, for any portfolio manager, for any business entrepreneurs, for any investor to inherently say that every single growth company, every single tech company, any company that takes its money and invests to it in itself and doesn't worry about paying out investors because when they need money, they'll just sell some of their stock. Any company that has this new age business model, you're inherently your way of investing discounts them. Obviously, you're going to underperform the market. I mean, what are the biggest companies coming up in the next 10 years? Facebook, Amazon, probably Netflix because of the streaming surge that's happening. If you're not going to invest in those companies, then you're not going to have a good time investing at all. And that brings me to my second point. Warren Buffett is not an investor. Can, can I just say that on a pedestal? It feels so good to say. He's not an investor. He's really not. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. That's how he made his money. And everyone's done this in Excel spreadsheet, right? They must have. Any Excel like junkie has done this. What return per year would I need to get the $10,000 I have to a billion dollars? Is it 8% a year? Is it 20% a year? No, that's not how you make a billion dollars. You need a lot more. You need to run a business to make a billion dollars, quite frankly. Warren Buffett made great amounts of money investing. But is his really ability to, you know, be the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway run a successful portfolio, raise funds to start investing other people's money, and then create these scenarios where he gets these insane business transactions that really made him prosper. It wasn't him investing in Geico that made him money. It was from him acquiring it as a business and acquiring these insurance companies as a business and then understanding that, oh, insurance companies have all this money that they get from people paying their insurance um, premiums, I guess, every month or whatever. What if I just invested that money? So not only I'm making money from the customers, but now I'm taking that money and I'm investing it. So I'm getting like paid twice. That's a business move. That's not an investing move. When the Wall Street banks were failing. So then he started buying these companies like Wells Fargo. And just because his brand was so good that everyone's like, oh, I guess it's a good company. And then that company rose up and he got these crazy, he got like, what, 10% guaranteed from that investment. I'm sorry, that wasn't an investing move. That's a business move. This guy is a businessman. All of his biggest acquirements that he's done have been business transactions. 
most of his a lot of his portfolio is he's literally bought private companies he's not an investor like you and me so when we think about him and we think about investing using his strategy the first thing that you got to ask yourself is can i inquire 20 percent of a company and affect their boards and affect their management decisions if you can't do that then you can't invest like warren buffett so when he's talking about this this uh, mindset of value investing value investing means a completely separate thing to warren buffett than this method that we're talking about in all these YouTube channels. What you want to do as an investor, you still want to buy good companies at great prices, but for the love of God, just buy ETFs. Your base of your portfolio should always be ETFs. SPHD, SPY, QQQ. I mean, very easy investments. You buy them, you average down, you buy them every two weeks, every time you get paid, no matter what the market's doing. As you get more comfortable, that's when you start to venture out and you get other stocks or maybe personal individual stocks because you believe and you understand the company. I mean, you use it all the time. I personally think Warren Buffett's company, uh, ticker symbol BRK.B, is going to outperform the market. I've said it in past podcasts. I've said that ARK, A-R-K-K, an amazing CEO runs that company. They are going to outperform the market in the next 10 years. I think active managers have a very easy shot with all this volatility to outperform the market. They really do. I think it's going to be very easy, not very easy, but easier for them. And they're going to give their clients plus 8% returns or plus 10% returns, depending on what the market's doing for the next 10 years. I think as an investor, once you have that base of ETFs, then you go to the Facebooks, then you go to the Amazons, because these individual stocks is already proven. They're already owning the whole marketplace. They're already going to get bigger. It's what's going to happen. And I think that as you built that base of value investing, opening up yourself to understand what it really means to be an investor it's not this value of investing garbage, but it's you build up your portfolio, you match what the market's doing, and then you buy the obvious investments that's not going to fail. Amazon is not going to fail. Maybe in 30 years, who knows what happens then, but for the next 10, 20 years, you're telling me someone's going to come and compete with them and beat them on a big scale? There's no way. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because... Then educated investor, they never stop learning. Do you agree with Aswath Damodaran? <laughs> I'm butchering this professor's name. But do you agree with him? Do you think Warren Buffett's trash and he should go in the garbage? Do you think Warren Buffett is the second coming of Jesus and he's the greatest investor of the land? Let me know. It's at Flystew on Twitter and we, Flight Crew, need to take off.